What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bucks. Today, with Camille, we're going to be talking about regular season strategy. Does home court matter? How do the Bucks approach an 82-game regular season next year? We're going to look at some lineup stuff uh, from this year. We're also just going to talk about age profile. When these NBA players get to my age, uh, or me just knowing how old I am, that means you're old. That means you're old by NBA standards. So we're going to talk about that. And then Camille's been doing some draft research, so I'm going to pick her brain about what she found on the weekend doing that. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win I'm your host, Kane Pittman, just dropping my pen on the floor and being uh, incredibly distracted. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find uh, my other work over at ESPN joining me, as she does every week, Camille Davis, a back-to-back podcast night for Camille. She just wrapped up with the Technical Foul podcast. You can check that out. Uh, of course, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch of every day. If you haven't joined us on YouTube yet, you should do that. And if you do that, then you can see that I'm drastic for winter in Australia. Camille's just gone through what I'm reliably told uh, from Camille was the hottest day in 10 years, which I actually find hard to believe, but there's not many people on this earth I trust more than you, Camille. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going <laughs> to believe that. Yeah. I saw a post from um, Fox six news, the weather. And they said the last time that, it's been this hot in Milwaukee was sometime in July back in 2012. So, as you said, kind of taking Fox 6's word on it. I'm, I'm going to trust the news source here. And just from anecdotally being outside, I have not been this hot in this city <laughs> in quite some time. Although the I think official temperature read I saw was 98 or 99 degrees today. My car was reading over 100, uh, depending on where I was in the city at times. And let me tell you. Going into the podcast studio, it was my first time back in quite some time after being sick. Uh, first time back with four other bodies um, in a space where you can't really have like loud air conditioning and all that There's stuff. On. It was, There's some sweating going on. It was quite an endurance test, I tell you that. <laughs> uh, so speaking of you being unwell, you did uh, tweet about this the other day. So it's public. Uh, I feel confident that I can bring this up. You said you were still struggling a little bit and someone actually referenced on twitter that uh it's things went downhill after you podcasted with me last which i thought was a a little bit harsh but instead of giving you the week off and letting you fully recover i've decided that i'm basically the the tom thibodeau of podcast hosts and i'm gonna make you i'm gonna make you put in big minutes here tonight but look i'm glad you're feeling a little bit better and willing to willing to come back on definitely um yeah, being able to podcast again was one of the things where I was like, okay, I, I got to get better enough to be able to podcast again because <laughs> my, the, the voice was gross. And I was like, what am I going to do without the voice? To the point where when my mom talked to me, uh, she said, you sound like an 82-year-old man. So mm. she's like, just call me later when you get all that cleared up. So still getting the last bit out, but oh, just I'm happy to be feeling better. Even though I'm still dealing with some of the, uh, what do they call it, COVID fatigue, it just kind of 
waves over you from time to time where you think you can keep doing something and then halfway through you're just like you know what actually a nap is what should be happening in this moment not trying to do laundry or whatever the task is at that time so yeah just trying to take it easy when i can but also get things done so finding my my balance all right just get into this regular season stuff for the bucks and i I wanted to talk about this with you today because i was just thinking about it you know this morning as i was uh braving the elements to 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 be able to function with uh, a coffee i don't have a coffee machine at home so i had to brave the elements mm-hmm. so i was out there and i was trying to think about the bucks and the regular season and the way they've gone about it over the last four years and i would say for 2019 and 2020 hell for leather bullet a gate flat knacker camille whatever you want to say to describe the way the Bucks approached the regular season, but they were trying to break records. And in many ways, mm-hmm. it's actually the approach that I think uh, most typifies Giannis. This is the way he plays. This is the way he approaches the game. And then I would describe 2021 as experimentation. I think they learned some lessons from 2020, uh, from 2020 and, and certainly the bubble and the way things ended, which by the way, I'm reading bubble ball right now from Ben Gulliver and just even reading through that and remembering and getting a, a good insight into the circumstances those players went through. I've never felt more like, again, uh, there's no Lakers fans listening, so it's totally fine to say this, but I've never thought more that there is a, a playoffs or a postseason that's more irrelevant than that one, considering the Ooh. conditions that players were under. And of course, uh, everything else that was going on in America at the time. So th- there was that. And and following on from that, uh, again, I would say experimentation uh, was how I would describe 2021. They probably knew they needed to be more versatile. They needed to have more uh, tricks up their sleeve come postseason. They win the title. That was great. And then coming off the short off season, the Olympics, all the things that went down and a major injury to Brooke Lopez, I would say 2021, uh, 2022 was preservation. So, And I think they just wanted to get there. They wanted to peak at the right time. And quite honestly, I think they did a decent job of it. When we spoke about the schedule they had running into the postseason, they were playing all the top teams. We were a little Mm -hmm. concerned about where they were going to finish. Ultimately, they're 51 and 31, so a few wins below where they'd been in in previous seasons by by win percentage. Um, But I thought they gave themselves a chance, but they didn't have home court advantage. Then, of course, obviously, they had the injury to Chris Middleton. But ultimately, they went out in a game seven on the road, you would have loved to have that at home. Now, I'm here to tell you that I'm, I'm going to suggest that if they shot four for 34 from three at home, they're probably still losing that game seven. Like, it wasn't close. Like, I don't think home court was the reason they lost that game seven. Uh, but it is interesting to see how this team, with an extended offseason now, the longest offseason they've had in, in several years, uh, how they approach next season. As you sit back, how important is number one seed, perhaps? home court advantage how would you approach it yeah I mean there there has to be a balance and I think that when you look at this upcoming season the way that I'm viewing it well we don't really know exactly like concretely what this roster is going to look like going into the season but my hope is that it's a it's a run it back season I'm hopeful that we'll be able to retain Pat retain Bobby uh have Brooke back healthy after you know he showed that he was looking like himself for the most part in the playoffs, get Chris back healthy. We saw him playing pickleball uh, with some other teammates recently. So good to see him just active and moving around again. And then you have Giannis, of course, you have Drew. They made it through the season. Um, 
That being said, if you're running it back, understanding the age of your roster, you have Brooke Lopez, who is 34. A key contributor to the squad last year was Wes Matthews. So if he's brought back, that's he's like 35. Uh, yeah, 35. George Hill was a contributor during the regular season. He's 36. Uh, if you're looking to bring guys like that back, George Hill, Wesley Matthews, and then, of course, you have Brooke on, you know, Brooke coming back. Even Drew Holiday creeping up there, uh, just turned 32 recently, I believe. Uh, there has to be some of that preservation built into the season. So I think that you will see some rest days going on there. But also, this is a team that likes to win. They don't like to lose. And that's not something that they look to do purposely, which I guess you can say about most teams. I won't say all, but you can say that about most teams. And with that being said, there has to be that nice balance of making sure we're resting guys and also that minutes are allocated properly. So maybe you see more, you know, Grayson Allen minutes or you see guys who you know aren't going to get rotation minutes. Not saying that Grayson shouldn't be one of those guys just filling in blanks here. So maybe you see Javon Carter, if he's re-signed, gets some minutes. If uh, Jordan War is on the roster still, he's getting some minutes. Maybe Sandro makes a leap in his two-way development and you're seeing him more often during the regular season, but I think there has to be a good minutes balance to keep this team as healthy as possible going into that playoff stretch. Because I think if this Bucks team has proved anything, yes, home court is nice. We saw it during the championship run, just how dominant Fiserv form was. But we also saw this team have some very big wins on the road. I mean, we even saw it this past year in this Boston series, like we had a chance to close it out at home in game six and we, we lost. So uh, having home court during a clinching game didn't really change the mathematics of what happened in that game. Um, not saying it's not important. Definitely want to finish as a top four seed, uh, preferably top three. But I don't think that pushing players to you know play excessive minutes or anything like that going to top Timothy wrote route uh, would be the best bet for this roster this next season if championship aspirations are what we had and what we need is for the top guys to be as healthy as possible. And although Giannis is only 27, uh, the way that he plays basketball requires you to uh, save him from himself at times. I'll say it like that and, and kind of limit his minutes. And Bud's been really good at that in the regular season, keeping these guys pretty fresh. So I don't have any concerns that he'll be able to do that. I do have some concerns about, just this roster and how it looks after this upcoming season. So not the 22-23 season, but what do we look like going 23 and 24? Like part of me feels like this might be a not a last run because we have Chris and Drew and Giannis locked up, and that's the core there. But could this be the last year of Brooke Lopez? It very well might be, uh, depending on his age and just how things shake out in that last year of his contract. So, um, yeah, I'm – it's been a lovable group. I've, I've enjoyed this this Bucks squad, but got a wrestling during the regular season, which Bud has proven that he can do. And I think after this season, after running it back, if possible, there are going to be some decisions that have to be made. Um, because, I mean, just even thinking about George Hill, he, he just did not look good <laughs> this past season. And we know there were some injuries involved with that. And who's to say that, we already saw the best version of George Hill that we're going to see when he was on the squad during his first run. No, that's a good call with George Hill. And I've got some lineup uh, numbers that I'm going to throw at you uh, in just a second. Just quickly, when you talked about 
uh, Chris Milton, when you spoke about Chris Milton playing uh, pickleball, there was one photo that I think Bucks fans were getting really excited about. He looked like he was looking agile out there. <laughs> he was looking pretty. He's looking pretty ripped as well. I feel like he's been yeah. in the gym. He's been lifting some weights. So shout out to Chris. He's looking good. And by the way, uh, I would say to me, uh, with the way that guys look after themselves now, with the way the certainly at the Bucks, the strength and conditioning team, thirty is the new. 35 as far as athletes are concerned mm. I, I do really believe that there's certainly if you go back a decade ago maybe you cross that 30 yeah. barrier and it's like geez he's on the downhill slide it doesn't really feel like that's the case anymore and i think we've for the most part we've spoke about chris and drew as guys that yeah you're not really going to see him lose this incredible athleticism that they have Giannis will be a little bit different when he gets to his 32 33 season that'll be interesting that's a long way away um but yeah i think those guys are fine but it's a good point you make because even pat connard and Sometimes you forget about this. I mean, he turns 30 next season. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, well, the only players under 30 that are actually playing, uh, Giannis, obviously, as we know, and then uh, you have uh, Grayson and Bobby, who are, who are both 26. So uh, we'll see. That will be interesting. But I've got some lineup stuff after I talk about our friends at Prize Picks. We know the NBA Finals uh, are still rolling on. And if you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Uh, I love it, and I know that you guys will too. All you have to do is pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers, which makes me think, is there anyone out there that was playing prize picks for game five of the NBA Finals and had Steph Curry for, I don't know what it would have been. Did anyone have him for like zero three-point makes in this game? Because if they did, I assume those people are rich and they're on their way to Hawaii or something. I don't know. They'll be doing something good. But the point with prize picks uh, is that you can find any prop you want from points scored, rebounds, and steals. And uh, and like I said, you just have to hit on, on their projected numbers. It's just uh, you versus uh, those numbers that are projected. And again, you can use the award-winning app and we've got a deal for you like we always do. You can get 50 bucks free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. Uh, that's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for 50 bucks free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's prize picks daily fantasy uh, made easy. We're going to get to Camille's draft stuff in a little bit here but the ultimate nba mock draft starts june 16 where they're the 50 insiders nothing equals the ultimate nba mock draft the locked on nba big board draft experts plus the odyssey insiders first pick is june 16 search the ultimate nba mock draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick and as i mentioned before my pick is in my pick's already been made uh, we will reveal that uh, moving forward, and there will be uh, plenty of disgust with who that I picked, and maybe some random people will be happy. Who knows? But I'm expecting negative feedback. That's all I will say. Uh, this lineup stuff that I was talking about. So when I think about what the Bucks need to do next year, and I think you're 100% right in that I actually don't. Home court would be lovely, but I don't care about it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I again... I think you're right in terms of managing guys through back-to-backs, certain matchups, whatever. You do what you need to do and you hope that you're healthy at the end of the season. But when I was going through the five-man lineups for the Bucks this year, so, and it's, and it, again, they, the, the fact they won 51 games is honestly a little bit surprising when you, when you consider the guys that had out, some of the obstacles they had to go through. Uh, but Giannis is great. And he's yeah. going to carry this team to, that's the floor, really, 50 games as long as he plays 
a high percentage of games. So uh, there was 95 five-man lineups in the NBA that played more than 100 minutes uh, throughout the season. Only one of them was from Milwaukee, and it was Drew, Chris, Giannis, Bobby Portis, and Grayson Allen. In terms of net rating, they ranked 45 out of 95. Uh, Offense, they were 33. Defense, they were 43. And we understand that certainly defensively, that's where this team took a bit of a hit Mm -hmm. this year. I know the numbers were relatively similar, but stuff around the basket, those types of things, there were some numbers that suggested that this team significantly missed Brook Lopez because, again, we've spoke about the versatility this team will need in the postseason. But in terms of regular season, when teams aren't exploiting absolutely everything and they're not planning for everything, Brook Lopez is such a floor raiser for this team. And you're just going to be able to rely on the defense consistently that it's going to perform. When Brook did play, and uh, actually the Brook Lopez plus Wesley Matthews starting lineup, they only played 63 minutes together uh, total for the season, which isn't a huge surprise, but that defensive rating was around 105, about four points per 100 possessions um, better, which is not a surprise when you put the two better defensive players in there. So is it realistic that if Wesley Matthews returns that he starts for 70 games? Probably not. I think they went by the, the right approach. Uh, even if you think the year before, I think they went with the right approach with PJ Tucker. He didn't start until it was absolutely necessary. So there will have to be some management there. But I just believe if Brook can stay healthy and he's in this team, yes, you have to address other roster issues in terms of what you can potentially do in the playoffs. But I think just having him out there uh, automatically puts this team probably up around 55 wins. And you're looking at certainly home court through at mm-hmm. least a couple of rounds. Yeah, I could not agree more. I actually just had a debate with a friend of mine who was saying, we got to get rid of Brooke Lopez now. And I was like, come on, man, don't you be, don't, don't be one of those guys, please. No, like the Bucks right now, as I see them, they're the championship window. We know this team has championship material, but we just watched them win it last year. And they took Boston to game seven this year without Chris Middleton. And again, I'll be the very first person to tell you, of course, injury luck plays a part in your, your path to a championship. So I'm not trying to discredit what Boston did because Boston won that series. That would be foolish, especially I feel like as a Bucks fan, when we just watched our team win a championship. Uh, I mean, we had good injury luck and we ran against some teams that did not. So I, I will never like just say like it's invalid because someone was injured. Like that's just part of the game. And I would have thought that people seeing how the Bucks looked without Brooke Lopez would be something that would encourage people to be like, hey, maybe Brooks a valuable piece to this team, but there there are still some who just don't see his value and he brings so much to the team. And I understand the concerns about his age and him getting older and saying like, eventually we are going to need another big to be up there next to Giannis. Like if Giannis is not looking to play center and Bobby Portis is not the long solution to play next to Giannis, like another big has to be added that can be a starting caliber big. And I get that. I just feel like this upcoming season is not the time to veer off the Brooke Lopez path. I feel like there's still so much can give you that you're not going to be able to get from anyone you can draft this year or from, I mean, draft in the Bucks range, of course, or anyone that you can really get in free agency who can replicate what Brooke does for this team. And like you mentioned, some guys are regular season guys like you, like Wes Matthews didn't get the many minutes in regular season because Wes is more so of a 16 game type of guy. Same thing with PJ Tucker, where there are guys who are going to get big regular season minutes who aren't going to see many in the playoffs because they're not 16 game uh, type of guys. And it's no slight. You need everybody on your roster to play their part 
for you to get to where you're trying to go. So, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you on that. Yeah, I think, again, and you already alluded to it, and it's probably a conversation that we'll certainly have at some point in the offseason. Once we know what the Bucks have done this offseason, then like everyone likes to do, you project ahead 12 months and say, okay, well, what does it look like in 12 months? And certainly if you see another 12 months of Brook Lopez, uh, maybe he does look washed. And I, and I can understand why there's people out there saying mm-hmm. that if they're trying to come up with a trade that will help the team this year. But I, I do see a lot of, and I've mentioned it before, but I see a lot of it in the YouTube comments and it's just like hilarious to me. that the, And and I, I don't know like what sort of section of fans is coming from. Maybe they're more Giannis fans than, than Bucks fans, but the idea that, Giannis's legacy has been ruined by Bud or it's been ruined by the Bucks, And it's like, okay, th- this team that they have, these four guys is going to give them the best chance next year to be a really, really damn good team and win another title. And ultimately, if you want to talk about things that ruined his legacy, it was a, a wet patch on the floor during a game against the Chicago Bulls. That That's what it came down to. So I think you're right. It's going to be difficult to manage this team moving forward. And I think really the mm-hmm. big decisions come back to, okay, uh, A, how much is the ownership willing to spend year on year on year? And then B, what do they do when they do need to have an extension possibly for Chris Milton? What do they do if Brooke Lopez next year is, is out of contract? And then it, where does he lie in the salary scale of things? So, yeah, it's going to be really difficult. This is the challenge uh, of, of being a contender year in, year out. But at the same time, you've got Giannis that's really just – entering his prime so i have no concern that this team isn't going to contend for a long time it's just about trying to figure out the the pieces around them because we've been really lucky you want to talk about building a legacy if you're playing in milwaukee winning the championship is about as much as you can do i wouldn't have believed that it was going to happen and they got really lucky because they got a bunch of guys that fit around him pretty well and uh obviously he's just insane and he's a legend Mm -hmm. and then that's why they were able to do it uh let's talk about your draft stuff after betonline.net which is number one source for all your betting stats and sports info find all the latest sports developments news and odds including this year's basketball finals matchup the nhl uh, stanley cup i believe is set now so you can check that out major league baseball continues to roll on shout out to the brewers for finally winning the game and of course uh, all the latest fighting news from the MMA and UFC to boxing as well. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Uh, will the Warriors wrap up the title in Game Six? I would probably like to see that. That would be uh, enjoyable for me. Of course, Game Seven is always fun, but I think uh, the sooner the Warriors wrap this up, the better. <laughs> and I'm happy for I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins as well. So if you want to get the odds. For uh, game six, you can do that at betonline.net. That's betonline where the game starts. All right, Camille. It's over to you. So Frank is Frank was very comprehensive and we don't have oh, time. Yeah. We do not have time for you. <laughs> Let me just tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> We started this podcast with Frank the other day, Camille, and I, I did the intro. I threw it to Frank, and we were two and a half minutes into the podcast. I didn't get back. Uh, I wasn't talking again until the 19-minute mark. So you, know, you, <laughs> you you do what you need to do here, but you you tweeted it out. Uh, I did. You mentioned a few names, and I, I think a, a lot of these names are, are familiar and certainly names that we've brought up. But is there two or three of these guys that really stood above the pack that – 
if they're available, you would be able to talk yourself into being excited. So here's the thing. I, I do come in with a similar uh, mind frame as Frank, being as I don't want us to draft a center. I would prefer us to get a more rangy big. I've been talking about big wings for a while. Like ideally, that's what I would want. I can also see the importance of having a guard. And there's a few different ways you can go there because we know with the way that Bud coaches this team and how this team plays, even if you are a bucket, if you are going to be a turnstile on defense, you are probably not going to get many minutes in this system. And that's just the reality of the situation. So I did try to keep that in mind. I was aiming for guys who, at the very least, if they could not shoot super well, that there's something in their like their shooting motion, their form that makes me think like, okay, maybe this is a skill that they can develop somewhat to be at least uh, someone who can keep you honest. Because I'm thinking about what this team can can use, and of course they could use some additional offense. But then I also wonder when you put Chris back into that lineup there, another a creator. Uh, how much shot creation do you need? So overall, I'm going for guys that either can create their own shots, get buckets, uh, or they can really clamp down and play some defense and they'll be able to help this team in the regular season at the very least this season and maybe be thrown out there for some spot minutes in the playoffs when it comes to locking up some guys or using some fouls or something along those lines. So there are six guys in particular who I, you know, I wrote like I'd be happy if the Bucks can get, but if I can pick just a few, where I'm like, ah, I really hope he's available. You and Justin talked about Dale and Terry yesterday. And this draft is so fascinating to me because the, the ranges are just all over the place. After the top three, I'm very much looking forward just to seeing how all of this shakes out because some of these guys just seem like they're all so close together in the same tiers. Uh, some guys who are projected to go 10 could end up going in the mid 20s for all that we know based on how the prep has gone. And again, I'm not a draft expert uh, on the tech file side. If you're looking for the guy who knows all the draft stuff, that's Eric J on our podcast. I just try to, you know, take from him a little bit. But Dale and Terry is probably my number one. Six, seven, wing, uh, turns def- defense into offense. He he can go. That's one guy for me. Christian Braun out of Kansas is somebody who seems like he fits what the Bucks like. Six, six, wing. Uh, great athleticism. He's a high flyer, good energy guy. He's a lob threat, plays some defense, on ball, great defender, good help defender. Off the catch, he's a very efficient three-point shooter, which is important, but he is somebody who is weak off the dribble. Like He can't really create his own shot. So you got that, but he does all of the other things. And again, when you're drafting at 24 in the draft, or maybe, I think, I forget who mentioned it on here, but Maybe the Bucks do trade down and try to get two draft picks or two shots at it in this draft. But Christian Brown is somebody who I personally like. Um, also a fan of Wendell Moore out of Duke, 6'5", just a big, big guard. Uh, he can't really create his own shots like that either, like step backs and all that. It, it's not great. He can be kind of streaky at times, but he has a mid-range game that he is very comfortable with. And as we've seen in the playoffs from time to time, not, of course, projecting that if the Bucs draft Wendell Moore, he's going to be somebody who can play in the playoffs in his first season. But being able to score in the mid-range is a skill, and you see that skill is so much more needed in the playoffs. So um, he's somebody who can do that, and he's a solid on-ball defender. So Wendell Moore, Christian Braun, or Brown, Brown, 
and Dale and Terry, probably my three that I would be the most excited about to get. Oh, also, honorable mention Jalen Williams. I just think he's going to be gone at this point before yeah. we get there. It, it seems, but but to your point, uh, again, yeah, certainly what I'm reading and talking to people, it, it does, even if you just go from one expert's mock draft, a big board to another expert's mock draft, it's like, wait a damn second. It's like, how is this right. even possible? <laughs> and we had some like real pushback. Uh, in the YouTube comments, I know Justin said that you know he doesn't expect that Dale and Terry is going to be there at 24, and there was a lot of people saying, "Come on, come on, what are you saying that?" He, I think he could be. Sure, um, I know there's there's some intel there, though it's not just a baseless claim, but right. uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, but certainly, again, uh, I've said this to Frank, but in terms of size as well, size is obviously important for defensive purposes. And it is funny that six four almost feels like the baseline now. It's like if you're yeah. smaller than six four, it's like. Jeez, can this guy, can he play? Can this man actually play uh, in the playoffs? So we'll see there. Before we wrap it up, well, actually before, well, I want to talk about Chris Milton really quickly. But before I do that, again, thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by a whole crew of experts there to give people an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Chris Milton, Hollywood star. Uh, so I'll be honest, Justin mentioned this, you know, Chris Milton, Adam Sandler thing on yesterday's show. And I, I didn't really know what he was talking about, to be quite honest. Uh, and then I got an email you know, like Netflix, like sends you these emails. And it's like, here's a movie you would like. And I was like, how do you know I like basketball? That's crazy. And so anyway, so I was like, Adam Sandler's really leaning into this, you know, basketball situation now. Like, is he ever going to have another movie where he doesn't have NBA stars in it? Or I don't know what the deal is. Uh, you haven't seen it by the way, Camille, correct? I've not seen Hustle yet, but it's on my list because we're going to be potting about it soon. Well, yeah, for everyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, there's Adam Sandler movie. He's a scout for the 76ers it's just got endless nba players in this movie like everyone's in it but chris milton's in it he's got a couple lines uh it's funny because you know i would not i would go i don't think i'm going down on a limb saying that i don't think chris milton's going to move into acting after he's done it doesn't seem like it's in his wheelhouse but nonetheless it's fun to see him in the movie so uh definitely check it out i didn't (laughs) look it's a me (laughs) It's not a classic, um, but <laughs> I, I won't watch it again. Um, but having said that, given what we do for work and, and what mm-hmm. we love doing, which is watching and talking about basketball, there was no way I couldn't watch it. So I recommend everyone goes and checks it out and uh, and see what they think. But Chris Milton, he's you know, playing pickleball. He's, he's in movies. So shout out to Chris. It's, you know, I've said it before. Everyone knows I love Chris. As long as he's having a good time, I, I'm happy, Camille. All about money, Middleton making the money in in various forms, getting the movie checks now, the basketball checks, some endorsement checks. Go ahead, Chris. There's so many NBA players in this movie. I wonder if they got paid or how much they got paid because it's like, I mean, <laughs> everyone's in this movie. But anyway, uh, go check it out. Hustle. And uh, check out Locked On Bucks tomorrow as well. Uh, we've got a few things coming up. Frank is uh, coming on later in the week. Dave Kane, the radio voice, is going to be on the podcast as well. So we've got a, f- a few cool things lined up for the rest of the week, but we'll leave it there for today. For Camille and myself, catch you guys tomorrow.